Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to this beautiful podcast where I talk about some pretty cool peeps in STEM. Okay, crazy, crazy times. Literally, my cat almost died like about two weeks ago, and last week I just been taking care of her. And it happened out of the blue. Cats are just... There's something, you know? It's like one day they'll be completely fine, and then the next day they're like, hey, I'm dying, take care of me. <sighs> sort of got the amount of money and time. Also, why are vets so expensive? Also, why is it so hard to just... Why can't, like, pet insurance just pay for you? Why do you have to pay it first and then get reimbursed? Also, I'm not even sure, like, the pet insurance would cover it. Also, like, WT fuck, really? And then, like, the vet was like, oh, we could keep her overnight on IVs to an extra, like, two grand. No. Just fucking no. No. Fuck off. And my vet was like, uh, yeah, that was unnecessary. <sighs> okay, so I took her to, like, a hospital vet. And they're like, we could keep her under IV. Fuck you, no. We're not gonna do the IV. I'm so happy my vet was like, yeah, that's that was uncalled for. As in, not, like, uncalled for, but... She just said it wasn't necessary. And it wasn't. It fucking wasn't. And then they, like, try to make you feel bad that you're, like, not taking care of your pet well. Shit costs money. And also pet insurance needs to fucking, like, not be so shitty sometimes. Okay. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, how's everyone? How's everyone between? What's going on? What's new? You already know what's new with me, so, um, Yeah. I really hope you enjoy this next episode. So let's get going, shall we? Hi, my name is Larry Donaletti, and I like to talk about Boston Bays because why the fuck not? Everyone, lend me your ears. Because up next is none other than Mary Fairfax Somerville, who was born on December 26, 1780, in Jetburg, Scotland, United Kingdom. And she was a Capricorn just like me. <laughs> okay, actually, she was, like, born a day after me a few hundred years ago. So, we're pretty cool, just so y'all know. Oh, fun fact. So, during this time... England was kind of, like, isolating themselves because they seemed to be all superior because of the fact that Sir Isaac Newton had these discoveries going on. And they are just like, we're better than every other European country. I just saw that, and during my research, I just saw that, and I was like, that's, that's kind of funny. Okay, so back on track. Hmm. Mary had one goal in mind, and this goal was to make mathematics easier to understand. And it didn't seem that this goal was a goal from the start. It developed. Now, I'm pretty sure it developed due to the fact that her herself was never properly trained in math. And people tried to make sure that she didn't go with it. She didn't study math and science because it wasn't for ladies at the time. And so she had to learn all this stuff by herself. So if there was something else out there that could have made this stuff a little easier for her to understand, then I'm pretty sure she probably would have understood it sooner. But 
she was a boss ass bitch and she understood it and then she went and just did other boss ass bitch things because that's what mary's all about but how she ended up getting involved with math was through alexander nasmith so during this time she overheard him talking about euclid's work on elements of geometry and she just got really interested in wanting to start teaching herself about math. I just love the fact that she was like overhearing someone else talk about it. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to look into this. And she did amazing things. All right. Let's just, let's just say that. Her father was so against it and the thought of it wanted to put his daughter into a straitjacket because he was not fond of it. It was not supposed to happen. She's a woman. She's not supposed to do any of this. And her mother was not pretty thrilled either. And what actually ended up happening was that they ended up sending her to a boarding school for about a year. And it didn't seem like it was great for her. She felt free after she stopped going to that boarding school. What's really cool, though, is that her uncle was extremely supportive and he actually taught her Latin because he was talking about how all the other great mathematicians in the past who were women also knew Latin. What was really kind of actually, what was really heartbreaking and Mary feeling this sense of sadness due to the fact that she was a woman, due to the fact and because she was a woman, she didn't feel like she could learn these things. There was a small period of time where she had that feeling. Her uncle did bring that up and he not only gave her that boost of being like, hey, all the boss ass bitches in the past knew Latin. He helped her. She was so excited from that on the count that it was hard for her to learn it by herself. So I'm just glad that she had someone by her side. It's always good to have at least one person by your side. Oh, also... Okay. I'm also going to throw in the fact that there was times when Mary would listen in on her brother's tutoring session and she was able to answer the questions that her brother was not. And of course, this tutor was extremely impressed by all of this. And then she was like, hey, can you just like, can you help me also? Can you be my tutor a little bit? To which the tutor agreed. So that was really nice of him. What really sucked was that her parents really tried to force her to stop studying. And of course, to make sure that she would stop studying, they took away her candles. It's always the candles. They always take away the candles. The one source of light. Well, that didn't stop her, obviously. So... When she was into her teens, she actually ended up discovering algebra because she was really confused. Like, why were there numbers mixed with letters? And what do they mean? She has never seen any of this stuff. But how she, like, discovered it was, like, really cute. She was with a friend at a tea party. And they were looking at some fashion magazines. When she noticed some unusual symbols on a page. At the end of the magazine, I read what appeared to be a simply 
mathematical question. But on turning the page, I was surprised to see a strange looking lines mixed with letters of X's and Y's and asked, what is that? Oh, said the friend, it's kind of like a mathematical question and they call it algebra, but I can tell you nothing about it. We talked about other things, but on going home, I thought I would look if any of our books could tell me what was meant by algebra. So she actually ended up going home, looked into the library and was not able to find anything about algebra. So what she ended up doing was going to her brother's tutor and asking him for help. Honestly, I don't know how this woman did so much. She just seemed to fit any room perfectly. She was smart, sociable, did some gossiping. Back then, it was a woman's thing to do gossiping. Nowadays, we all do it. Let's be serious. Everyone did gossiping no matter what time and era. She played piano, read, and she was married, had kids, raised kids. And actually, one of her daughters ended up writing a book about her called Personal Reflections. Like, she was such a boss-ass bitch that her daughter was like, I need more people to know about her. And then wrote a book about her. In 1804, she ended up marrying her cousin who was in the Navy, and yes, he was also against her studying as well. The marriage only lasted for three years when he died in 1807. They had two boys, but one died in infancy. He gave her his inheritance, and because of that, it became easier for her to continue her studies. For the first time, Mary was financially independent. And because of this, she was able to study mathematics and astronomy. While she was living her life to the fullest, she ended up marrying her other cousin, Dr. Somerville, who ended up being so supportive of her in her studies. He actually was more interested in her studies than anything else and was by her side no matter what. They ended up having three daughters together. What was really cool was the fact that her husband had many friends because of his job. And this helped Mary with networking. Sometime later, they ended up moving to London where she got to meet Carol Herschel and Sir William Herschel. Ah, it's like a crossover. Other scientists include Joseph Lewis, who was a chemist and a physicist. French scholar Pierre Laplace and one of the leading astronomers, Sir William Edward Perry, who was so impressed by Mary that he ended up naming a small island in the Arctic in her honor. This was, this whole thing took about a year apart, 1816 through 1817. And then what ended up being really cool was that in 1826, she published her first scientific paper titled on the magnetizing power of the more refrainable solar rays. Sometimes you just need an extra support to get to where you need to be. And I think that Mary was finally able to find that all around. This is where she belonged. This is a point in her life where she was not only able to study the things she loved, but also get to pick the brains of those who've been doing it for some time. 
and they all respected her so much. She was later then asked by Henry Broham to translate the work of Laplace. Now, Mary was really unsure because she didn't think that she was capable of doing that. And that was really intimidating for her. So, she had one condition. She will do that. But, if she were to fail, no one would know of her trying to translate the work. So, uh, Broham agreed to that. And what actually ended up happening was that she didn't fail at all. Whatsoever. Mary was set to translate Celestial Mechanism, which was the complete interpretation of the solar system. It took her four years to finish it, but Henry thought it was too long. But Sir William Herschel did not and considered it to be pretty badass. The book was called Mechanisms of the Heavens, and it was published in 1831 a major contribution to the advancement of mathematics in England. And in 1832, she made a summary of it for the general public to understand astronomy. This book was called Preliminary Dissertation to the Mechanisms of the Heavens. She later became an honorary member of the Royal Astronomy Society alongside Carol Herschel, the first two women to be part of the Royal Astronomy Society. Now, this didn't stop her, because her next book, which was published in 1834, was called The Connection of the Physical Science, which ended up summarizing astronomy, physics, geometry, and uh, meteorology. With this, she ended up writing several different editions. In one edition, she wrote on the difficulties of the calculations of the position of Uranus. Pretty fucking cool. And what's even more cool was that this inspired another British astronomer, John Couch Adams, to do his own calculations, and to which he discovered Neptune. <sighs> you see, Watson and Kirk, how hard is it to give some credibility to women, especially when if it wasn't for them, there would have been no discoveries. Oh, yeah, also, um, Mary did end up getting paid. She got about 300 euros a year at that time. I didn't do the calculations, what it'll be at this time, but... I feel like it wasn't enough because she still got paid less than men. This one was so smart and knew what she was doing that Sir John Herschel wrote directly to Mary. Okay, this is actually pretty fucking cool because back in the day, when you were married, you would never write directly to the woman. You would write to her husband, to where the husband would read to his wife or... I don't know, maybe just give her the piece of paper to read it as well. But point being, you never wrote directly to her. So he wrote directly to her asking for her help to come and check out this powerful new telescope. But after asking her, he shortly found out that women were not allowed in the facility, which didn't make sense because she was the only one that it could actually help. She was the most qualified. And it really sucked because... She couldn't get anywhere near that area. What's really cool is that, still really cool is that, still once again, just a little reminder, she had zero, zero formal training whatsoever. 
and she was more qualified than those who have been training for years. Can you imagine what she would have done if she had a formal training when she started this out? <sighs> Still fucking beautiful. So, she couldn't do that. But the thing is, even though there are some obstacles, this woman was praised by many. But honestly, how can you not praise this woman? How can you not praise, honestly, anyone who has zero training, but God, they just are so damn remarkable. This woman did not stop with anything. She did not stop until her dying day. She wanted to just keep writing. She actually ended up writing her last book in her late 80s, I think like 89, called Molecular and Microscopic Science, which was published in 1869. Marion passed away in her sleep at the age of 92. And with that, she left a legacy. She was able to grab something that is so hard to understand for so many. And the training that is needed to understand these things, you know, studying and whatnot. She was able to grab that and transcribe it. So people who were not trained in math and science was able to understand that. I got to say this. Honestly, reading science papers, I'm always like, why the hell, why the hell don't we do that for those who don't understand science? And it's ridiculous because we have all these type papers that are being published XYZ everywhere, right? But those who aren't in school, those who are not in science and math or anything like that, they can't access it because they'll have to pay $50 for a piece of paper or a journal. And it sucks. It sucks. I think we need more people taking these hard to understand papers and making it more understandable for those who don't know any of the science terms. Yeah, I get it. You could totally Google it. You could totally Google these science terms. But guess what? No one wants to spend a couple hours maybe reading a fucking article from a journal because they had to keep Googling what each word meant, what these were, what X, Y, Z were, what is, what is this bacteria, what is this molecule? No one wants to fucking do that. And I really wish, I really wish there were way more journal articles for that. Now I get it. There are, there are books and other stuff out there for people to understand. You go on the social media, there are scientists out there who have been taking certain extreme topics and making it understandable for those who aren't scientists. But I wish we could extend that for journal articles. And if it's already out there, I wish it was more well-known for the public. But back to Mary Fairfax Somerville. This marvelous woman was able to live until 92 and the fact that she died peacefully in her sleep really does make me happy a woman who was not able to obtain any proper education but was able to educate so many is extremely powerful in its own self and she never lost her love for math 
or science. It's always been a huge part of her until the day she died. Anyway, Boston babes out there, this story shows that keeping true to yourself, but also lending a hand when needed, and also having that support group can help you get to where you want to be and then some. So don't shit on anyone and no one shit on you. Keep walking. But create that support group or find it because damn, that is going to get you to so many places. All right. Next time I will talk about none other than Ada Byron Lovelands, the first computer programmer. I'm Larry Donaletti, and I like to talk about Boston Bays because why the fuck not?